Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. What's happening, guys? Welcome back for another show. And yes, this is it—the big one. Uh, Ricardo Moniz, uh, really thrilled he's um, joining us on the show this week. If you don't know, Ricardo is the world's leading individual skills specialist, skills coach. He's also a manager as well, first team coach as well. But you know, I was lucky enough to work at Ricardo at Spurs, and he really influenced me. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the work of Ricardo and that dynamic, explosive skill work that he was—he's introduced. Obviously, he's a Disciple Will Cover, spent time with Will Cover and, pro- and progressed Will Cover's work, took uh, Cover's work to the next level. Like I said, lucky I to experience that personally at Tottenham Hotspur and obviously he's worked to uh, many other clubs as well. He worked at Feyenoord with Van Persie in the, with the young players there. He's worked at Hamburg, Salzburg, uh, all the Red Bull clubs. And so really, really excited. He's decided to join the show. And, uh, you know, like I say, you know, if you're interested in individual skill development, this is, the, this is the one. This is the best coach I've ever seen live, you know, and I'm lucky enough to be around the world and see a lot of people work. But for me, this is the best guy in terms of his delivery, uh, the quality he's delivering and the detail, everything, like the perfect combination and a really inspiring guy. You know, someone who said himself that, you know, he... He trains an hour a day still on individual ball work to develop his own technique, uh, as well as spending time with um, Will Cover. He also spent time with Cruyff as well, and he talks about the importance to bring those two worlds together, the tactical team elements of Cruyff and the individual work of Will Cover, bring that together to make the perfect uh, player development model and how he actually says, you know, Cruyff actually you know, endorsed uh, Cover's, uh, Will Cover's work uh, uh, much to, to, to challenge the myth that he didn't, didn't go along with it. So like I said, Fantastic, just over an hour here of talk with uh, one of the best uh, in the world of what he does. And he's also bringing out, um, uh, I'm not sure he's going to release it, like a, a stick or a DVD or something like that, full of some sessions and some stuff like that as well. So we talk a bit about it on the, on the show, but as soon as it comes out, I'll, I'll drop it, let you guys know where you can pick it up. Because like I said, if you get an opportunity to see this guy work, I'm lucky enough, I'm going to go and see him work again. Uh, he's out in Hungary, but if you get a chance to see any of his work, whether it's on video or YouTube or his new stuff that's coming out, grab it because uh, if you're interested in player development, like I say, this is one of the top people in the world. But listen, without further ado, let's get into the show. So, Ricardo Moniz, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. It's a great privilege to have you here. You've been, uh, been one of the, someone I've been wanting to get on the show for many, many years. Um, just can you give us a brief outline of your coaching, your playing and coaching journey up to this point? Yeah, it was very, it was very long. It is, it is your life work. I, I stopped very early. I finished my physiotherapist. I went to, yeah, to Will Curve in Abu Dhabi in 1996. But two years before, I started with a grassroots club, Nunen. It was a very simple club, but there you learn it, you know, to have with, yeah, with street boys to uh, inspire them. So that was very good. In '96, I went to Al Jazeera uh, to meet also Will Curve, who was training in uh, Al Wachta. And uh, he became my teacher, to be honest. Um, I picked up uh, all his lessons, um, but I developed it further and further. Then I went to Feyenoord Rotterdam. The young Robin van Persie, 12 years, uh, the whole generation, uh, went over Ajax. I went to Grasshopper Zurich, um, PSV Eindhoven, Tottenham Hotspur, Hamburg SV, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, Red Bull Leipzig, Red Bull Ghana, Red Bull New York, and Red Bull Sao Paulo that I was having the academy. Then my journey went to um, yeah, 14 countries, eh? <laughs> to Ferenc Varus, Hungary. Then it was uh, Legic Dance Polen. Football brings you over the world. Eh? Uh, then it was uh, Munich 1860 in North County. Eindhoven, Trench in Slovakia. Um, after Trenchin, it was Randers. And then it was Excelsior, Hamburg. And now it's Salagasek. So football brings you over the whole world. And what's your role? What's your current role at the club there? Head coach, manager. Yeah, You're head coach, the manager there. So, so, yeah. so, let, so um, let's wind it back then to 96 and you, and your, you first go to meet Will Cover. What, 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 what made you go there to Abu Dhabi and try and meet Will Cover? Yeah, look, I, I had a very specific, like yourself, your heart tell you the direction in life. And I wanted to meet Johan Cruyff and Will Cover. I wanted to have the best methods of the world 
not only individual, but also team tactical, because I think it's a mix of the best methods. I wanted to uh, finish my physiotherapy because I didn't want to be per, depend on performance coaches. I want to have all the disciplines in myself that I'm not depending. Now, and I, I went to Cruyff in 94 and to Curve in 96. That, that were the only two persons I wanted to know everything from. And so, and so what, what, what happened then? Tell us about that, your meeting with Will Cover and yeah, you, you, you get You get golden lessons from Will Curver that 99% of you, of us, is not gifted like Maradona or Cruyff of, uh, of Pelé. 99% have to work for to get, to get that level. 99% are on natural talents. And because of that, he made a method. You know, the 1%, that's unique. But the 99%, how to reach them, that's what you and I do. And that's also our, our, our duty. To develop. I, I remember, for example, in, in Tottenham when I worked there, uh, Harry Kane was not good enough. Uh, Robert van Persie, by final, they want to send away. So it's always, you know, the working talents who mm. have the extra passion who make the top. And Curve helped me with that. How to develop every day hundreds of exercises with four goals, with 400, 400 actions, one against one, two against two, three against three. You know what I mean? To, yeah. master, to master that first before you start in the eight against eight or 11 against 11. What, what, what made you go hunt out Will Cover? Did, did you, were, you, were you using his, his, um, his, his methodology before when you first started in the grassroots coaching? No, it was a life. In fact, nothing is coincidence also that we meet each other now. Um, I was a player. At 17 years, I was professional in the first team in Eindhoven because I trained more than my friends. I made more hours than my friends who were more talented. And then Will Curver came to start his program in 1981. Also, the moment he went to the FA, to Brian Robson and uh, Dave Sexton. Exactly at that moment, I met him and he gave one training when I was 17, 18 years. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And, and based on that one training, I practiced every day three hours. Later, when I started to be a coach, I met him on an airport and he said, come to Abu Dhabi. That was exactly the moment that I had to stop with football because I was injured. And I meet that man, you know, it was no coincidence. Yeah, and then uh, I followed him, but later we become partners. He was a father figure, but I wanted to improve his method because he knows I'm own headed. I also wanted to do three against three half a pitch, two against two whole pitch, because I wanted to mix it with power. The one against one, mm. static is not enough. Power, speed, you know, penetration. Mm. And uh, that was a unique dialogue with him. Till his death. Interesting. And so just tell us a bit then. Um, do you remember that that first session he did with you when you were at PSV? What was that? What was the session? What was it he did there? What, what inspired you? What exactly? Do you remember what it was? And, uh, you, you mean the PSV Eindhoven, the demonstration? Well, yeah, the, what, the, the first when you were a player, when he came and did the session, when you were a player, that inspired you to train three hours a day. What was the session? Yeah, yeah. That, was un that was unbelievable. Uh, the aura of the man, the personality, but also the warmth. I think no course is talking about the warmth of the coach. You know, he mm. must talk in your heart, like Cruyff did. And that's the essence, not the, not the exercises. It's all dry, you know what I mean? But to make it alive. And he spoke in my heart. He inspired also players of 30, 35. You know, you can still improve. Yeah, that was unbelievable. It was the beginning of his method. One ball each, you know, the exercises. And uh, yeah, that that touched me it was uh, left right no difference so for example left right outside foot who has that that was only Cruyff huh? dribbling and passing and kicking and you know what I mean that you have no difference left and right and only then you can oversee uh, the, the game situation that's what he told us interesting so let's tell us a bit about your time then in Abu Dhabi um, what was that like in terms of that what were the, what were the first things you you picked up in terms of learning to coach that methodology yeah look that you have to offer them the method every day different you need hundreds of exercises you know and that's important that you learn to develop yourself first that every player must master Zidane Maradona so there are two basic qualities every player must have the, the mastership over, over ball and opponent when he can't play one touch to create a better situation that's one 
but you need players who go over the opponent to score a goal. Simple. When every position has that quality, you're not to stop. Simple. But when Arjen Robben in Holland didn't play, there was no other player who can beat two players, for example. Simple. And so, in fact, he said to me, you don't, you start with two against two because it's 400% more than eight against eight. Yeah. But now in the youth, we start with eight against eight. So he, yeah. he started opposite. First, everybody must master Sida Maradona before you go to the next step. And then a lot of English clubs will take 50% homegrown players from England, Hungary from Hungary. And the football is sick. They buy and buy and buy, but they don't develop. Mm. There's no braveness. You know what I mean? But it starts with development from the Zidane and Maradona qualities. But upon that, the most important thing is the, the human qualities. You know, the character development. You know yourself. You know, to talk in the heart, be a good human, have self-discipline, have good friends, you know. And hand in hand, uh, that lessons, you and I, we spread out, you know what I mean, uh, to the kids. And he, Curver told me football will save the world. <laughs> and he's right. He's right. Tell, well, tell us a bit then in detail about the, the Zidane and Maradona work. What do you mean by that specifically? Give us a break that down for us in real for, for people who may never have, have, have encountered nah, this stuff before. The, the quality of Zidane is, for example, Modric, Xavi, Iniesta. You know, yeah. when, you, when they get pressure, they come out. The football yeah. today is, is pressure. Jurgen Klopp, Ranjik, two against one. But how can you press Iniesta? You can't press him because he saves himself and have a good solution to play the same to the, the right color. The problem of Xavi and Iniesta, they can't penetrate like Maradona. Right. Then they were more complete. So scoring qualities and to go in the final third is really wasted. Frankie de Jong, you know Frankie. Yeah. Donny van der Beek in, in, uh, uh, in Man United. Hakim Ziyech. So you can't have enough penetration qualities what Johan Cruyff had because he beat three, four players. And that's why I said to Curve, I make the distance bigger. I play three against three, half a pitch. And then he get angry to me. But <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on headed because I know Rafa van der Vaart missed that quality. He yeah. couldn't go with Maradona, with Lampard, with like Gerard, go in the final third. So that was an interesting um, discussion. But Sida Maradona is clear. Eh? That's, mm. uh, that's uh, mastership over the ball. And penetration over two or one, one or two opponents. We, yep. I remember Spurs used to talk about going over and going around a lot as the super specific one v one moments. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, which moment exactly? Like you, well, you talk about, you just said like going over. You talked about going over and then going around players as well. Can you tell us? I mean, how, how did how did you break down the one v one yourself? I mean, many different many different people have different ideas about the one v one and breaking it down. How do you break down the 1v1 in the different scenarios? Now, first of all, the, the 1v1 is offensive and defensive. It has two sides. So yeah. when you have a player, in, and I'm, now I'm a coach, I coach every week under pressure, a team, and you have to break the wall of the opponent, of compact defenders. So when you have one player who creates a man-more situation, one of the opponents have to come out. It's, a, it's very simple, uh, in fact. So when, and when every player can create a one more situation, your team is not uh, is unpredictable, that's one. And you can create scoring chances as much as possible. And that's important. Football is about creating scoring chances. And now the football is only tick, 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 back, square, back. You know what I mean? Not mm. based on the penetration in the final third. And, and then the football gets boring. Interesting. I mean, do you, do, do you talk about to players in terms of breaking it down with, you know, with the player behind you, player to the side, player in front? I mean, how do you work with breaking down your 1v1 in terms of when you're, you're teaching it? Uh, yeah. In fact, you, you say, the, you, you, first you, you show videos. I show Johan Cruyff, I show Maradona. That's important. Every day. I'm but all but I mean, but you just, yeah. for example, you know, like you said, you know, your, your Chavi is very different to your... To your uh, your your Robin, so Chavi's more turn, breaking pressure, turning side to side, lateral movements, so and then yep. that's very different one v one to what your Robin's doing. You know, are, yeah, you, are, are, are you teaching those different scenarios? Yeah. Or are you just teaching oh, in general. I, I mean, tell us something. No, no. How, how do you approach that specifically? I know what you mean. You have three. Yeah. You have three different types. You have uh, 
opponent on the side, Sidaan, Savi, opponent yeah. frontal and opponent in your back. So yeah. I break that down. Then I gave the moves. The moves, I gave them a film. I gave them a homework film. I have a film wall training. They train it themselves with a wall and a jacket. So right. they must be independent from us. So I show the moves in fast footwork, 60 moves. You know, instead of I jog in the square of the pitch, I, I give 60, 60 moves after each other. Romario, Cruyff, Sidan, double overstep, Matthews, Chop. You know what I mean? Uh, single overstep, contra Matthews. That they learn left and right the moves, and then we break it down. Opponent on the side, opponent in the back, opponent frontal. You give them homework, and the next week they must master the, the moves. And then you give them half resistance in the beginning. So we, we train each other. I'm your friend, you're my friend. I let you have success, success experience. I don't give you full pressure. How, how better is your level, how more pressure I give. And so every player will have success because we are responsible. Curve always said, the strongest help the weakest. So we must take care that the, the, the lowest level don't stay behind. You understand? That's mm -hmm. also important. But in the beginning, opponent is sparring partner. That's, that's what you mean. And how more he practice, for example, we train with threes, six exercises with threes, 18 minutes, 12 minutes, three against three. So you take two grids together. Okay, three against three, freedom, innocence. Uh, do in the game what you practice. You, you know what I mean? And so we broke it down with Tottenham in the dome. Kids of six years, poor neighborhoods. And the, and the parents said, my kid is changing. Mm. He, he sleeps with the ball. He practices all the moves because next Friday he knows I must show the moves in the three against three. Mm. That was all. Interesting. So there's, I mean, lots, lots to, to unpack there. I'm just trying to think first. Talk about that. You talked about the movement thing, how important that is. I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's really quite an, an interesting point where you talk about bigger space and penetrating. And remember that time at Spurs, you always talked about, you know, those, those bigger spaces. Tell us how important that is in terms of player development. Because also I think a lot of people can misunderstand ball mastery. This is a question I have as well. We talk about some ball mastery is very static. Players almost going around in circles where you want them to be, you know, bit directional like your Ricardo six for example very directional movement game type movements but going forward and power and driving right yeah that's it so they need they need the the, the to get used to the athletic development the football so we show so you have to go forward the, defensively I have to go with you when you go over me with or without ball the three against three we played in three lines number three Jaap Stam number ten uh, Van der Vaart, number nine Van Nistelrooy. So everybody played in this position. But now it comes. When the number three dribbles in eh, from the back, the number 10 must close off. So automatically, they must think tactical. Yeah. You know, you give them responsibility. And so it, it went very quick. You can make small space. You can make a big space. That's your feeling, you know. And we did in the dome, we, we, we did it in a small space, you remember, with jackets. Because we had 100 kids <laughs> on one pitch. So we improvised. But in a later phase, you must do it on half a pitch. With a number three, number 10, number nine, three lines. For example, six times one minute. And they get unbelievable power. Mm. And the kids will work on the skills, on, on the overlaps, on take positions over, and on their, on their power. It's very interesting. What about players who maybe physically aren't developed at the time? We maybe struggle in those bigger spaces. Now, yeah, you, you will become what you train. So when you will train, when you and I will train, we are, we are against six years, you and I. We have a coach like you who gave them all, us all the moves, all the skills, and he let us play on bigger space. Our body will adapt in our muscles, in our brain, on bigger distances. Try it 10 years, but nobody has the balls to try it out 10 years. That's comical. Because yeah. when, we, when we shoot, okay, you have an academy, Tottenham, and you do from 6 to 16, only 3 against 3. Dribbling, passing, scissors, overstep, flare, okay? You train on that pitch, left. And there's a pitch, only position play, 4 against 2, rondos, 
passing and the scouts are coming where they scout on which pitch they scout yeah you understand yeah yeah of course but but it's over organized the the academies now it's a power system you know but the, i'm not important the kids are important mm. not not the coaches and that disturbs me at the moment it's over organized yeah also we have the problem where many people are saying don't work away from game situations because maybe it's not realistic or it doesn't transfer to games and then people are actually saying maybe that doing work away from the game is not uh, is stunting creativity you know these the, you know everything has to be in a game these sort of people what's what's your thoughts to people maybe young coaches who are influenced by people like this yeah it's it's right but in the past when we played on the street you remember three hours three against three two against two kick against the wall do your hill sprints we that's why we we, we made it because we were intrinsic motivated but in the game in uh, in the weekend for example you know you saw yourself the solution to play a gap pass because we trained twice a week in the past with the club but we played in the park on the street we had more ball contacts but we saw the game better than now now football is playing in and back in the past we played out in the past we always played in behind the defense it's a big difference so they are right and I don't want to have a confrontation with them. I only want to have a dialogue with that kind of coaches. See the truth in the middle. You know, yeah. people must work together. Well, I think you made an interesting point there when you, you talked about Cruyff and René Mullenstein said the same thing. You know, it's the same. You bring those two philosophies together, the tactical yeah. and the technical. And this, then you have the perfect marriage of player development, right? And I think that's where people are getting misunderstood and not saying just do this or just do that. You, you know, you do all the quality technical work and then you tactically you do cross tactical work as well. And then, you know, then you yeah. sort of bring that together. Yeah. But no club did it till now. Yeah. No club talks over Curvo like we do. Curvo was not understood because he was a team coach. He was no skills coach. He was yeah. a team coach. Your trainer coach. Or in fact, I made a new DVD a new, uh, you know, uh, for because I'm 58, you, you never know. Yeah. Player trainer coach. Because when right. you and I join in the training, we get more contact with the players. Yeah. And in, in Spurs, for example, <laughs> it was in 2005, you know, Berbatov, Robbie Keane, Davids, you remember the time. And I wanted to do the curve exercises. It didn't work. So when I made slidings myself, 200, <laughs> then they were motivated, you know, for the chops and for the shots. So yeah. I start to, 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 so you, th there's never one truth. There's never one truth. Every day for me, like yourself, is an adventure. I, I know nothing, but I know one thing. Players who train when nobody's watching, hill sprints, in the gym, free kicks, they will win it. And nobody yeah. talks about it. Interesting. Can you tell us what you I mean? Talk about then, you know, with this your coaching philosophy. Give us an idea what what an ideal session would look like. For example, with some nine, ten, eleven year olds, how would you structure a full session with those guys? Now you and I are together. You play six against four with team principles, yeah. And I work with ten players on the individual skills. For example, uh, Ian Robert goes inside, shoot the ball in the top corner. That's his job, because on the end, Robert is judged. 20 goals, 30 assists. Simple or not simple? That's, that's the only thing what's important for Aaron Lennon, Robbie Keane, Berbatov. Be productive. Midfielders must have 15 goals like Lampard, Gerard. I admire them. So on the end, you must train individual skills in combined with team tactical principles. And there you have the, the, the optimum training. But give us an idea, though, with the youngest age groups, what, what would a session look like? I mean, tell us about those sessions at Spurs. I remember them well. You know, what those those sessions on the Friday night, what would they look like? You know, there's our session. What gives an idea of a good quality ball master yeah. 1v1 small-sided game session that you might run? Yeah, what we did in that time, it was very simple. Uh, I made six ex exercises with threes because you have optimum ball position, Sida Maradona. Yeah. And every Friday, different exercises. I did two minutes, explosive, one minute rest, that is three minutes. Six exercises is 18 minutes. And then we did 12 minutes, three against three. No tasks, but take initiative. Yeah. Talk, you know, be a gangster. Take initiative, you know, help each other. 
And at, at that time, Ajax came. You remember the evening Ajax came? Yeah, my, my dream club. But they said, what, what Spurs is doing, Ajax is not doing. We are playing one-two touch, four against two, eight against four, you know what I mean? But yeah. Ajax has to go back to this. But it was exercise with threes. You know, Sidal Maradona left and right, and three against three. And we did it three times. That was one half hour. They made, I think, 200 actions. 200 actions they made. Yeah. So in those yeah. threes, so I remember those in those threes, you'd have a three, some turning, some combination work and skills and some passive pressure, then building into your 3v3 games. Yeah, yeah. And first half resistance, later full resistance. Yeah. Defend the line frontal. I play with the ball and you beat me frontal, messy. You know, and I, I defend the line and then I get the ball from the other side and then we made competition. So it's very simple, but we lose too many moments in the training, you know, with stretching and, and running and, you know, go, go. What is the difference? And, I, and the report card, you remember the report card I made, seven points. Uh, before I go to sleep, training mentality. So technical and explosive as possible, number two. Three, Sidan, you know, mastership over the ball. Four, Maradona, go over your opponent. Five, all forms of kicking technique, left and right. Six, all forms of speed. Uh, start speed, sprint speed, handling speed, because when you are a quick thinker, you're a quick player. And number seven, winner's mentality, very important. Mm. Uh, have no fear. A kid must have no fear. You must have self-confidence. How many kids have fear of failure? It's wrong. We must make them big, you know, chest out. And we forget, treat every kid like it's your own son. Yeah, interesting. And tell us a bit about this, this, this combination work. Why is that important? Like the Ricardo Six and those different combinations. Why don't you just practice the skill in isolation? Why do you practice the combinations skills no, together? I, I, I saw that when Curve was starting, and I was witness on it. It was the, the fast footwork, you remember? On the, yeah. on the position. That was very good. But I have with Curve that kind of dialogue and sometimes uh, confrontation. He tests you out. So you must improve his work. You must not copy him. And because I'm own-headed, I wanted to attack spaces. So I made, for example, the Romario, the Cruyff behind left, the Zidane, the V, you know, uh, the double overstep. And I accelerate. Seven moves. Next day, again, seven moves. New ones. Next day, again, seven moves that they learn to attack spaces game realistic based on attacking spaces. Look forward, mm. look over the ball, do of your, of your pass the ball and you chop. So that was very close to the game situation. But in fact, yeah, I was a little bit crazy. I was, <laughs> I was improvising. Hey, here are opponents. For example, when you train alone, because when, you, in, when we were young, we could play four against four every day. You remember? Three against three. But now sometimes a player must train alone. Now he must visualize his opponents, you know? And I did it a lot of times. <laughs> There was an empty pitch, you know? He has a man of 50 and I start. Oh, and that's, that's intense training. Eh? When you have an empty pitch and you, you chop and you accelerate, that was interesting. But like yourself, you have improved the, the basic what Curver gave us. Everybody improved in his own way. So you have your life work. It's yours. Yeah. And so I hope now to reach a lot of coaches. Everybody has a different fitness, different level. So everybody has his, his life work. And that's, why, that's important. It's not the truth, but I to ins try to inspire that coaches. You make the difference. They all make the difference to that kid. Because through the ball, we can reach his heart. And that's why this podcast or this, you know, is important that we reach a lot of coaches like I did in the poor neighborhoods. You remember mm. the, 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 the coach we, we, we um, educated from the poor neighborhoods? Yeah. Ah, that was, that was very interesting. I think it's quite also, I remember one of my first experiences in the dome seeing one of your sessions and my first thing watching an under seven, under eight with that ball speed was the movement and the structure was the speed. And I, I, I the more I, more experience I get, the more important I realize how much, how important movement development is. They like talked about it, like developing on your left side, your right side, being able to cut, change direction, be explosive and be dynamic. 
that's really important. I, I've realized that, isn't it? And then that's, I mean, that's, and I use those combinations all the time to do that. And that's why I, I, I support that. When, when did you realize that in terms of, you know, that the power of training, like say alone to, to improve your mood, to, to help players develop the body for the modern game, if you like? When I realized that, yeah, because I was a player and I, I always played against bigger ones. I was yeah. always two years younger. So I could only reach the professional uh, based on uh, flexibility, timing, skill. So I stayed out of the duel because of my light foot. I was light footed. And you can only do that with timing and with perfect skill. Otherwise, I could, I could never make it. Cruyff was also a player like that, you know. He had to anticipate. But in fact, the training, what you said, is the best, is the best power training on the ball. Mm. You know, to make an overstep and to accelerate. That's also power training. So uh, it's very complete. Also the heading. When we did heading skills, we jumped with one leg. You remember. And yeah, look, it's it's not the truth. But um, because of my own experience against bigger players, you know how important uh, uh, timing and, and skill is. And, and what about ball striking? You mentioned the ball striking in, in those those seven points. When, when do you get that into your sessions when you're doing the technical work? I mean, you know, is there, is there more of an onus on individual possession or how important is the group possessed of ball striking as well? And where does that fit into your coaching philosophy when you're planning? No, it, it goes hand in hand, to be honest, because at the moment you master the Zidane Maradona, the, the passing and the first touch is easier. And later, uh, the Zidane Maradona always go with the first. I play a very hard ball and you have a soft touch to have the first touch. You understand? Yeah. open or turn away from your opponent outside foot, turn away from your opponent inside foot. So you combine a hard pass with a first touch or a first receiving, a kruif turn, right and left. But the kruif turn, the ball has to go 10 meters away, eh? not, not one meter, because you can't accelerate. And that's important. And later you, you use the goals, you know, from curve or from two sides, yeah. that kids have 100 shots. That's interesting. That directly, they, you see no difference left and right. In that time of the dome, we didn't do that. You remember, because we didn't have the goals. Mm -hmm. But when you combine the Sidaan Maradona with the both fitness, I think there are six years. When they are 12 years, they have no difference left and right. Yeah, and that's that's the dream, right? Well, that's the ideal. Yeah. We have players with balance on both sides and yeah. strike and take players. Tell us about your work then when you went into clubs like Feyenoord and I've seen some of the videos on YouTube, you're working with those. What was that like then for you? I mean, you're getting some of the best young players in Holland. How was that work received? Was it was it, was it it part of the culture already, the COVID work, or were you helped bringing that into clubs? No, it was in fact uh, Chris Decker. He was there in that time. Uh, he, he was an ex-player of Curve and Ajax was the top. And what happened, we started to have a school combined with the players and we could train twice a day. Ajax trained once a day. And in two years, final youth with Van Persie, you know, that generation, went over Ajax. Because in the morning, we had, yeah, the two against two, one against one, the, the, what we did. Groups with three, the Sida Maradonas. And in the afternoon, they did, they, did, they did team tactical. Eight against eight, eight. 11 against 11, you know, the normal stuff. But because of the double sessions, combined with the work we did, you know, the crossing, we see the Amaradonas two against two, players like Van Persie became stronger. And at the moment I left the club, he told me, I never trained so hard anymore. So I lose, I lost power, you know. And Robin was clever. He recognized he needed that power to be exceptional. So what was for me interesting, we trained doppelt in Ajax. We went over Ajax. But Ajax had the flair to give the chance to 70 years in the first team. Final didn't. That's right. a kind of flair what you need. But in fact, the working talent from Feyenoord in that time made the success. And all the guys made it, but not in Feyenoord. You know, we, we sold players to, you know, big clubs, but not for Feyenoord. That was a pity. Um, and said so you moved on to Ajax and PSV in Holland. Do you work both those clubs? No, for Ajax, I did uh, some uh, demonstrations and they, they took a lot of work. But Ajax is Ajax. They, how you say it, they are unapproachable. They have their own truth. 
Yeah. Johan Cruyff wanted to change that. Yeah. I have the feeling Cruyff was not 100% accepted in that time when he started the revolution. Later he became ill. You know what I mean? And Wim yeah. Jong had Wim Jong protege yeah. had to leave. Yeah. But but when people die, yeah, then they are the heroes. No. You must give the stadium the name of Cruyff when he lives, not when he dies. We yeah. must we must uh, uh, admire our parents when they live. I admire Will Curve when he lives. And that's a little bit unthankful from this yeah. generation. We, we don't appreciate. I work for Notch County, remember? Yeah. And Jim, Jimmy Cyril was a big fan of Curve. So keep the Jimmy Cyril philosophy. Keep the Johan Cruyff philosophy. And we don't. We, we yeah. go away from that. Because in Ajax, in the top four, front, only foreigners play. No Van Basten, Bergkamp, Kluivert, you know, that kind of place, Johan Cruijff. They don't produce homegrown talents. Why, why do you think that is? Because we don't develop what, what, what we talk about now. You think that, I mean, I, I, when I visit, they, they're, still doing, they're still doing some, right? They still do some ball mastery and 1v1. But yeah, they, they, but, but not I, extreme. In the warm up, yeah, yeah. When you see the, the you see the, the the team, the nines play. They are playing one two touch football, quick. Yeah, sort of, you know. it's it's over organized. When right. when for example you take a session in Ajax and you start one against one, two against two, three against three, you always also coach the eight against eight. Yeah, go over your opponent, penetrate in the final third. That's why from Boston played Bergkamp, Kluivert, David Seedorf, Johan Cruyff. You remember. The, uh, van der Vaart up front is the quality of your of your academy and now they buy them interesting tell us about Cruyff then you mentioned you obviously went to Cobra in 96 went to Cruyff in 94 tell yeah. us about that then obviously Cruyff you know as a as a world I, great I was uh, I was six years 1970 uh, I saw the first time Cruyff playing it's electric Pat Jennings told me electric everybody stands still so that man made so impression of me he changed the football made it quicker and he stuck his neck out. So Holland started to have success. And um, later I became coach and he was coach of Barcelona. It was the year of the World Cup, you remember, 1994. Yeah. Now, and then, yeah, he was sitting on the ball. That was his office. No laptop. The ball was his office. He joined every exercise, five against three, eh? as neutral men with red such. And I wanted to know everything from his method, you know, and with him was essential, the third man. They they played in that, yeah, Tiki Taka started in that way. When we have the ball, the opponent can score. He had only one defender, that was Nadal. The rest were all attackers. Koeman, Guardiola, uh, Begristein, Amor, you remember Romario, Stoker, yeah. Vlaudel. And he said, we circulate the ball to the third man. You know, third man was essential. Till Romario, Laudrup and Stoker stay one against one. And we see that moment. That was very interesting. And now football is more ball possession, not to play out. But with him, every pass had to play out a line or two lines. You could never play the ball to the right back. You understand? Yeah. And the right back, back to the center defender. That was yeah. forbidden. Every pass had to play out an opponent. And that's what I learned from him. So, so you, I mean, you talk about third man, you talk about third man runs there, right? Third man running, third man movements. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The third man always have to be in your in your picture. Yeah. That you can that you that you you are the second line and for example Kuman plays to Bacero and he sets the ball to Guardiola who played uh, before the defense. Yeah. And then Guardiola plays the ball to Romario he sets the ball against the third man. That was interesting for me. I've never heard that that quality of position game because Cruyff didn't develop the one against one because he was gifted by God. He yeah. never had to train for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but when he lost Romario, Stark of Laudrup, he, he also become vulnerable. You know mm. what I mean? So yeah, you yeah. need you need the one against one players. So, I mean, yeah, some people maybe get misunderstand Cruyff and his ideology, thinking that he wasn't a believer in the individual stuff, the ball mastery stuff like that. I think there's a yeah, he was. misconception. He was. So just tell us about that and the importance and why he did. He, you know, it is part of the Cruyff culture and you know uh, his legacy. Now, Cruyff, on the end, he spoke over Will Curve just yeah. before his death. That that's the basic of all, because it's the street, eh? and Cruyff yeah. was raised on the street. He yeah. played with bigger guys. He couldn't fall because it hurts. 
you become balanced. He, pl he played with the wall, you know, uh, he played against bigger ones. So the street, he, he practiced against the wall left and right. But that was for him normal. But later he admit, he, he, um, he said, also the not natural talents, the program like Curve. Yeah. He 100% was behind it. But he never spoke. Curve and, and he never spoke with each other. I don't understand it. I wow. asked Curve many times where you don't go in touch with each other. Yeah. So, and then I decided, yeah, I go to Curve and to Cruyff and ask them uh, what's their, yeah, what's the secret? Yeah. And it's all, it's all simple. It's yeah, all, all simple. You know, so, so, so I think you, you, there's a saying in England, you hit the nail on the head there when you talked about the, the play, because you have your gifted players who have that innate talent, you know, your sand shows, your dribblers, players who can, you know, do things naturally without having to try. But then what about all the other players who don't have that? One v yeah. one ability, that technical ability, you know, the ninety nine percent, ninety nine of the other players, and so that's 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 about that's about how we upskill, and that's the art of a coach, right? When we have, need to step in and up, some players you can play natural, let them play, but some players we need to say, right, for example, my number, my number four, you know, he can't get out of problems here, he's just everything out of possession. How do I help him? How do I yeah. create a program that he's good in possession as well, right? Yeah, and curve made then, for example, two against two, one neutral. Always yeah. with ball possession on two goals, huh? Yeah. Very easy. And that always was the player who needs the most attention. Sometimes a shy person. Because yeah. Yeah, we all had our, 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 our uh, age that we didn't have the confidence and the, <laughs> the knowledge from now. So you always need guidance. And a, a player like Adel Tarab, you know, you remember mm, that guy, Adel yeah, Tarab? Tarab? Yeah. He, he came to Spurs, you remember, 2005? Yeah, very well. The first training, he played 30 times, somebody through the legs. <laughs> I never forget it. But with Adele, you must say, two against two, whole pitch. Three against three, half a pitch. That he learns to penetrate. So every day is an adventure. Every day, we, you and I must change, make, must make new exercises. We must go out of our comfort zone. How can we make from Adele Tarab a penetrating player? Mm. And he, he didn't, be, he didn't yeah. became that. Because nobody I'm, corrected him. I remember having a conversation or you were talking once at Tottenham about when you had a you had a conversation with Michael Carrick before he went to Man United. And you, he said he wanted to play for England. You said the same thing to him. You know, you, if you want to play for England, you need to be able to penetrate. You know, and go go forward with the ball. So I mean, my question is that how how much space is there for professional players, adult players, to improve to take new 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 one v one skills, new one v one qualities on board? How how easy is it for players of that age to do that? Now, at the moment, we met each other. I was in the morning training the first team. And I was provocating Kerrick. I said, in Holland, we know Lampard and Gerard, but we don't know Kerrick. Yeah. You know, and he, he became angry. <clears throat> so in the game, he started to go to the box two, three times, you know. And then David's take over. But he became angry, and I did it on purpose. To give him also the statistics from eight goals a year, you know, instead of sitting before the defense. The team became unpredictable and Michael became more complete. And because Michael was a top player, elegant, lost no balls. I never forget my first Arsenal Spurs, like a magnet, all the balls to Carrick. And he started to, you know, to be the playmaker. But to be also a productive uh, midfielder, yeah, that's a big difference, who score a lot of goals. And even Janus and Berbatov every day and Keen and Defoe needed a repetition. What you don't train, you lose. And in that time, every day, half an hour, we did finishing with Keen, with Mido, you know, with Malbrank, with Davids. And, and they loved it also. The players loved it. So, so, with, so how to carry that particular one, for example, is a good example. Maybe doesn't have that penetration. How, how are you going to train that in him? You know, a player who's you know, established, first team player. What, what sort of exercise are you doing him? Is it the big 3v3, you know, like say big spaces? No, or I, just if you, I how, how are you going to? I started isolated that he yeah. must choose his moment to come to a 20 meters distance shot, for example. Yeah. I was his sparring partner. He placed me the ball. I set. I put pressure. He makes the first touch uh, behind me and he finished, for example. Yeah. The distance from different angle, 10 repetitions a day. Next time, 15. Maybe one week not, but it has to come back. The volleys, the, 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 the sidekicks, you know what I mean? Uh, the balls mm. from, from Mido who, who drops him back. And I couldn't finalize that process because he left 
to Man, Man United. You know, you remember? Yeah. And and I don't think he scored too much, but he was still a big, big player, Michael Carrick. Everybody knows him. It, mm. He's a big, yeah, I have so much respect for him and a big coach, of course. Would you would you talk about like Maradona work with him? Say, look, this is to penetrate, maybe beat an isolate defender here, one v one movements like your scissors or that sort of thing. Would you break? Would you introduce that into that sort of work with a with a first team player? Yeah, with him, I never forget uh, because Michael is intelligent. Michael was a leader, and he was natural. And I trained him with Andy Reid. You remember that uh, guy yeah. from Ireland? Yeah. And then I did all the Zidane's Maradona, you know, uh, and he was very interested because he said, "How better I am." in all the tricks and flicks, how more balls I can ask in the game under pressure because I'm safe. He recognized it, you know? So how better is my skills? How better is my one touch? How better is my first touch? And so um, he's, Michael also helped me to confirm with the, me the method we do that it does also to improve him. And that was very interesting. What about, I mean, I mean, to, to the main things... Um the poignant memories of my seeing you work were one, your, your own technical ability and your foot speed. And remember you training yourself, you used to actually practice the skills yourself before sessions. How important is that firstly for a coach to, to do that and being able to, you know, I suppose practice what they preach. Now, first of all, it's, it's uh, in, in your, and my case, we have more convincing power to the players when they see, we also get better every day. I think you need that goal every day. We have to improve on the ball, in our coaching uh, abilities, in uh, not be in the comfort zone. So I want to take every day myself out of the comfort zone to be better. I think you have the same. At the moment, a player lost, lose that, it's finished. It's finished. So always you must have the hunger to develop yourself. Hey? Now I'm busy with my left outside. It's, it's, <laughs> it sounds stupid, but I saw it from Cruyff. He developed it on his 37th year, his last year in final. Do you remember? Yeah. That Ajax sent him away. And Cruyff started to develop right, right, uh, right and left outside foot over 40 meters. So Ruud Gullet, he starts to run and the ball came in front of him. Unbelievable. So he developed his technique on, in his last year. So you still you still training now in isolation with the ball? Yeah, every day. Every day, every one day. hour. I, yeah, every day, one hour. And when you don't train half an hour a day, I feel it after one week. You become, yeah. we, you become, especially on my age. <laughs> well, it was funny. We have a, uh, Ken, who used to be the physio at Spurs, is a mutual friend of ours. Ken, remember Ken? Ibrahim? Of course. And yeah, he, I, said, he, he says hello, but he always used to tell me that your your uh, calf muscles were so tight. You used to yeah. <laughs> give him pain. Meant, Surely you must get worse at your age now, right? That was 20 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, but, but wait, <laughs> but wait. Ken helped me. Because yeah. I, uh, he avoided I get a muscle tear. Yeah. And that's also part of our work. The lifestyle is important. Yeah. So Ken helped me. I could give the training. And I could still, till the day of today, I'm 58, I became better. So yeah. I'm now more stronger than when we met each other. And, yeah. and that's, the, that's the surprise for me. I didn't expect when you keep training, you can be better but, so the ball don't know how old you how old you are, right? The ball don't know how old we are, mm. and so you can move mountains. It's interesting. There's nothing is impossible. Of course, I can't join the my team eleven against eleven, but in the position game and the small sided game, I still can. Interesting. <laughs> and tell us a bit about the you know, when you transition to to first team manager. What was yeah. that like then? You know how. Do you, do you change the way you're looking at it in terms of you, you're still that individual coach at heart? Are you still working with players individually and doing that technical stuff? Or is now do you, 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 you um, change more into that tactical outlook? I mean, I had the same conversation with Renan Mullenstein. You know, how, is, how does, that, does, that, does that change evolve you? I mean, do, does, that, does the process change at all? Yeah, that helps you because what I like is pressure. Yeah. You like pressure, you know, uh, people are against you. Uh, you can't. That player can't, you know. Uh, Harry Kane uh, from Persie can't, he's nothing. And I was irritated. So much cynical approach a lot of times. Also in English talents, because you, you need to support English talent. I did the Notts County and I played with five young players. Graham Burke, Adam Campbell, Curtis Thompson, you know. Mm. Because on the end, I was irritated by the cynical approach of a lot of managers. And then I said to myself, I do it myself. 
to to give the chance, you know, because when you and I develop a player till a certain age, and he comes to the first team and they say, ah, I doubt about you, and uh, play the ball, don't dribble so much, don't take initiative, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, then the, the 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 development stops, and that's why you I did it myself with success and also with no success. So I have a very yeah, because I'm from the street. I have a very um, different career than others. Sometimes short spells. Because I hate a negative environment that people don't support. But um, I'm, I'm happy I made a step. But I mean, so how does that work in practice, though, now you're first team manager? How much? No, in, no how, change. So, no so, change. You, so you're still doing the, you know, yeah. the 3v3s, half pitch, the, the, the isolated ball work and stuff like that? Yeah, of course. And yeah. you also do 11 against 11. Yeah. So, for example, eh, when you when you train, uh, now the first team, you do 11 against 11 in the yeah. forehead moments. How we defend, how we, uh, when we when we recover the ball in five seconds, how we attack, uh, how we build up, what's your system, and when we lose the ball. That are the forehead moments. You train at 11 against 11. You train three against three, and you train position specific. That's all. And, and so how does that, I'm interested in terms of like your, your working week, then I mean, how much will be spent on, you know, your team play, your possession, your shape, and how much will be spent on the individual small-sided stuff to improve the technique? 50-50. Right, okay. 50-50. But not uh, 90 tactical and 10, no, that's wrong. Because a coach is depending on the individual qualities from his team. Right. Also, uh, as leader, you know, you can't reach them. And that's interesting to have to be a father figure also for grown-up players, how they can solve the game situation under pressure. And uh, that that made me also as coach uh, developing quicker because you're, you're constantly under pressure mm. because everybody knows it better than you. Everybody wants to sit on your chair. I must yeah. lead the staff, the physios, the performance coach, the owner. You know what I mean? And that's an interesting uh, battle to be own-headed, because I follow my heart. I don't listen to others. I ask advice, but my heart decides. And that's an interesting development. And what's it like with, with players? I mean, working in first-team environment, how uh, are all players open to the working, doing the, the combination work and the Ricardo sixes or sevens and stuff like that? Or do you sometimes get players maybe who are a bit resistant yeah. or they don't understand yeah. it? And how do you deal with that? And how do you, you know... The players who have the talent, who have the quality, don't give resistance. From Persie, Ivica, Olis, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Edgar Davis. But the players under the top, you know, they think they are Maradona. They are difficult. They think they are there. You understand? So how lower you come, then sometimes you have lazy, uh, arrogant players. And I don't like arrogant players. Because yeah. David, you know, you remember Edgar? Yeah, three, three hours a day extra, eh? one against one, power, wow. uh, own physio, you know, uh, train the sprint. That's why he was Edgar Davids. Yeah, that's why Robin van Persie was Robin van Persie. They trained more than, than the rest. And yeah, they don't, don't give resistance, that kind of guys. Uh, another another uh, someone who, or another fan of you, Timo, who's the uh, head of Fiji, used to work at Grasshopper Zurich. And um, Timo, he said that he talked about he he went into grass up a few years after you'd been there, but he talked about the amazing culture that was still there after you'd been there. You know, he, he just you know you'd left four or five years later, but the still the same qualities were still there, and he you know ran through the club. You know, that's a, is that is that is that important to you in terms of leaving that legacy at places you've been? I mean, even like Red Bull, the Red Bull franchise and stuff like that. No, look, I'm 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 very happy when I hear this from you because I didn't know that. Uh, but when I, when we work together, I do it pure. It's I, I I enjoy the moment that we have a, have a session. You know, that's like heaven. I, I say every day, it's my last day today. I train every day like it's your last. So so love I have for the game. You also appreciation because the football brought me in so many countries. You know, the ball. You know, the ball is always clean. And but when I hear that from you, I also hear that from Red Bull Brazil. Yeah, I'm very happy that, um, but it's not me. It's 
we train the quality from the top players. You know, mm. that also curve set. It's not the curve method. You train the qualities from the top players. And we don't know who stands up. Yeah, you also were surprised that players made a huge development out, out of your uh, career. And that's for me also now in Hungary, very interesting. You know, who stands up? Um, and especially in East of Europe where I work now. There's no infrastructure, you know, an underestimated country, you know, uh, very poor. And, and football is the only thing they have. So, um, yeah, a legacy. It's unbelievable. I hear it for the first time. Thanks, grasshoppers. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, look, same people say at Spurs. I mean, it's just your legacy still strong at Spurs. And when I, anyway, but lot, many times. But also, another thing I remember about you is your delivery and your, obviously, your passion and energy and your drive. And how you sort of, you, you know, you had the players in your hand here, you also had us coaches in the other hand here, you know, we were, you know, you, you really encapsulated us and, you know, and you had us, you took us all on this journey. Was that, is that just a natural thing you got? Or is that something you, 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 when you, when you deliver, you intentionally try and give that energy? You, you don't hear me? I, I can hear you now. Perfect. I've got you there. Sorry, you got that. Let me, let me ask yeah. that. I can hear you. I can hear you. That question is, yes. Yeah, so again, one of the, one of the things, the, one of the other strong memories I have is your delivery you know, you're very passionate and very powerful and energy. And like I said, you have the players in your hand. You also had us coaches in your hand as well. You're a very inspiring individual. Uh, is, was that energy and delivery something which came natural to you or something you worked on? No, it was it's more friendship. It's a kind of uh, what I have from house. Uh, the, the, my family was always like that. The whole street was eating with us. Uh, you know, we, we lived on the street uh, like footballers. We eat by my mother and grandma, the, the whole street, you know. It, it's a kind of natural, yeah, communication, what, what was in the 70s or the 60s when I raised up, what was very normal. So I don't like a distant approach, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about friendship. Yeah, That's important. Yeah. But, I mean, but how, how important is that speed and intensity in your general sessions, having that energy as well? How important is that when you deliver as a coach? Uh, that's important. It's about tempo. It's about tempo of the ball, tempo of movement, you know, tempo of pressing, two against one, tempo of thinking. So the people must do, learn to be alert. And that's, that was always the red line, as, as you know. And for some, some players, irritating, because they want to be static and, you know what I mean, and be laid back. But we didn't accept that. Yeah. yeah it's all about tempo. I remember one of my trips to Ajax, they were talking about, they wanted, they wanted to get you in because you're the best skills coach in the world. Uh, but maybe they couldn't, they didn't have the budget to get you in. This was a few years ago. But I mean, what is that? How how do people find out more about you? You're the best in the world at what you do. I, you know, I, I work in this industry. I consider you, you know, the top of the tree. How can people find out more about you and and how and your your no. uh, in, interpretation of Cova and how that how you work? Look, first of all, I don't see myself like that, that others tell me. Um, I'm a normal guy who is not good when I'm 95%, when I'm 100% or 110%, I'm okay. So that you translate to players, you know, nobody can perform on 95%. So that's one. And then, yeah, uh, my working talent as a kid brought me so far, but I didn't know that, yeah, it would, uh, how should inspire people? I didn't know. Uh, now in, in the Corona time, I, <laughs> I had to rest because I couldn't work because uh, it was Corona. I found all the old DVDs with the stuff of Spurs, Red Bull Ghana, Red Bull Leipzig, Red Bull New York, Ferenc Faros, and I put it on one uh, stick or on one DVD, Blu-ray, or you know what I mean. That that is that is 14 lessons with yeah. um, because I promised Curver to leave some to yeah say to continue his work. Yeah. And I promised him that. Um, but yeah, in 2011, he died, as you know. Yeah. Um, I had all the material yeah, in, my, uh, in my desk, never saw it. And then in Corona time, yeah, everything came up. So you have exercises from all over the world, you know, with all the things we discussed now. And I put it in 14 lessons and I end with the witnesses. And the witnesses are Will Curve and Johan Cruyff and Robert mm -hmm. van Persie in lesson number 13. And before that, yeah, I start with training against the wall, 
you know, like we did. That was that is uh, in Spurs Lodge, you know, yeah. in our old old training center. And then we go to two against two at PSV Eindhoven, one against two, three against three, and Shakhtar Donetsk, where now is war. And so, yeah, I want to show two things: how simple it is for every normal coach to develop the qualities, but you need exercises, and that football brings you over the whole world. Um, and I want to honor Curve also with that, and Cruyff, of course, and to make it approachable for every grassroots coach or. You know, every not talented kid that he get inspired. So that's all. And so where can we get this? Where yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Million dollar question. That's, we need to you need to sell it in the shops for us. Yeah. So everybody can have it. That's it. you got it here. Yeah, okay, cool. It's a disc. Yeah. You know, you can you can open it and then uh, uh, a stick comes out. You can right. put it in a computer because nobody uses DVD anymore. So where so can you, a, you can order this where on Amazon or something? You can no, order this. no, uh, it's, it's available. No, it's yesterday finished. So it's all right. Fantastic. <laughs> yesterday finished. So I will Lovely. let you know. Perfect. I will let you know where to to get Lovely. that. Lovely. Thank you. And just just finally, like, what would your advice be to a to a like a player or or a parent of a young, good aspiring footballer? What would your your uh, your advice be to them? Yeah, advice. Advice. In fact, follow your heart. Um, practice more than the concurrence because we're all proud and ambitious guys uh, impossible is nothing and write your own life book like you and I did yeah. you know every every life is a, is a white page yeah yeah and don't, don't you know don't be a cow that you follow what, the, what, what everybody do follow your heart train more than the rest uh, stay positive and surround yourself with positive people who have the same dreams because a lot of people want to hold you back mm. and then there's not, not the right environment and don't be afraid to fail and um, sometimes Finisteroy told me that he was so sure he would reach the national team and Man United for example you know he wrote it in, in a book and it came out so sometimes right. I think what we what we think and what we focus will come out in life. Yeah. And what about a coach, a young coach who wants to develop their 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 qualities in this, in their will cover work? Yeah, but I will advise be be complete. Uh, you know, try to develop out of your comfort zone, you know, also from the physical stuff, also from team tactical things, that you become independent. I think that's important that we that you also can guide your guys to a first team mm. because you know what happens you guide your players they come higher and they become average they become flat I think yeah. you have that experience and in that way yeah it's never too late but I know it's all licenses and, and you know yeah but work together with the right people that yeah. the players who you develop will have a career and just finally, I sort of last question. I just what you said earlier about you know um, training at intensity and ha developing that power. I had experience with a player who left an academy because he wasn't trained. He was training a lot of possession stuff, no work, and he actually physically went backwards and actually was actually slower, less dynamic. And it took we he came to me took two or three months of really explosive work to get his back again, and then he ended up now he's actually playing. He's involved in first team football. Just tell us how important that is, and you know, as a coach, to remember that you know, not to coach just a team, but coach the individual and coach that dynamic explosiveness with your players. Yeah, look, it's it's it's. In fact, uh, my mother is eighty three. Yeah? I give her everyday supplements, massage, walk with her because I think overcapacity is when we have more than we have to deliver ninety minutes. You know. You can hold it longer. You can play three games a week. But when I have only 60 minutes sprint capacity, I must compensate every game. Simple, eh? So also skillful players need to have a tank for 95 minutes. And you can show your te te technical uh, ability and you can stay longer in, in the business. Otherwise, 30 years, you're burned out. It's all about overcapacity that you have more in the tank than you have to do. So they must go in the forest. They must do their hill sprints. They must do the power training. They must take care of the foot. 
otherwise, in the, this kind of modern football, you can't make it. And, and why is it so important to train the 1v1 and not just work in possession and just do games, you know, just do small-sided games all the time? Why is it important to train the 1v1 and isolated work with the ball? Because the 1v1 decides the success of the team. When every player dominates the one against one, yeah. offensive and defensive, my team gets better. The whole world is looking for the difference up front and in the back. And that's why the 1v1 is the basic of everything. That's from Johan Cruyff. That was from uh, the, the big defenders, Cannavaro, John Terry. You know, uh, uh, the 1v1 is in fact the basic of the game because especially in England, it's 4 for 2 against 4 for 2 eh? <laughs> There's everywhere 1v1. But we forget that. That's the basic of the game. Ricardo, I'm going to let you go because I could, I could talk all night and ask questions about it. Thanks very much for your time, mate. I appreciate it. It's been a real honour. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's dynamic ball mastery program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.